Alexander Snitker, libertarian, republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Bending Materials Projectile Staging and the Justice Committee of the Washington, Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm just wondering why you got to say that like you got a speech impediment. <laughs> What's going on with that? I, I tried. Every, every I tried week it gets a lot, weirder. I tried a lot of different things yeah. in the same little intro. Yeah, just nice. to see. Just to, I You know, I wanted to play around. Yeah, I wanted to play out there. I wanted to kind of try some stuff here. So don't give me any shit, asshole. All right, I'm good. I'm good. Chill out. Relax. It's all good. <laughs> don't want to fight. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You came. You came. You came here very aggressive, just to start off with, in just the way you parked your truck. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? The way you were looking at me, right? You know, very aggressive. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah, I was intimidated. That's why you flicked me off. Uh, you know, leaned on my hood, then came around to my driver's window and tried to stick your head in my car. I because I was the aggressor there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds so, that sounds right. Wouldn't move away from my my car. You know, <laughs> sometimes, man, you're like, I don't know, like over attached girlfriend, but a psychotic one. <laughs> you like a burn your buddy kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's, I like that. It's, it's very off putting. Yeah. But I love you. And then you asked me if I wanted to hug, and my answer was no. And then your your follow up question was, "You want me to cup your balls?" <laughs> that didn't happen. That totally happened. <laughs> you know that happened. <laughs> so of course I said, "Well, yeah." <laughs> uh, uh, lot going on this week. Lot going on this week, man. You got any? You got anything witty? Go- well, I know you. I know you're playing poker last night, but you weren't sounding very good about it. No, no, it's a good time. Good time had by all, as oh, always. Did yeah. Do you so. win very much though? Ah, uh, you know it's. Here's the thing is I don't really count my money. I <laughs> I kind of look at my stack at the end of the night and go, that seems a little bigger. <laughs> it seems a little smaller. But, you know, I just I kind of put that aside. That's like my poker money. Yeah. And it's like if if I can go a long time without having to refill it or better yet, if I can, you know, actually say, well, I'm going to pull some out of there. Then I, I feel like I'm doing well. OK, yeah. good. No, so. no, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. Well, I mean, I'm glad that you won last night because the Buccaneers uh, did not win on Monday night. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, <sighs> that was ugly. That was painful. Now, do you think it was? Do you think, and again, not to get into a whole lot of football talk to start off with, but did you think that that was indicative of the entire season? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. It was either they're you know, uh, well, they didn't look great all season, but. Um, you win a, a few times a season when they dug themselves a, a pretty deep hole, they were able to crawl out of it. Uh, mostly just through sheer will of Brady alone. Yeah, you know, but yeah, it's uh, he doesn't seem like the same quarterback that he was. Dude's forty five years old, man. No, but I'm just saying though. I mean, <laughs> do you think he should hang it up? Uh, probably. Do you think he's gonna? I don't know. I don't know. You think well, he's his ever contract? Gonna... His contract with the Bucks is up. So. 
It, they might renew him for one year. He might go somewhere else, or he might retire. But I think now that his uh, his nagging wife is out of the picture, he's probably not going to hang it up until he can't play anymore. Man, that dude just you know, he, you he's kind of he doesn't know that, how to do anything else. He's got that Brett Favre kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and Favre didn't even take it this far. You know. Yeah. You mean so. for number of years or for or body condition? Right, number of years, yeah. Because body condition, you could say that Brady's not in, like, he's not in bad shape, right? No, no, God, no. <laughs> that dude's in ten times better shape than I am, that's for sure, you know? Yeah. So, well, even though the Buccaneers lost, I won, and so that's really all that matters. Right. So, because I was doing Uber that night, and... You know, luckily, I was actually taking Cowboys fans out of the stadium and not Bucks fans out of the stadium. Right. So it made it kind of, kind of nice, though. Yeah. But end up making just stupid amounts of money. On oh, good. That. Good. Make stupid money. Like, literally took... So- Hold on. Let me give you one. So literally took somebody from the stadium to Rocky Point. Right. I got paid 70 bucks. Wow. Nice. <laughs> that's uh, And that's like, what, a five-minute drive? Uh, maybe well, ten. Hold on, no, yeah. wait, wait, hang on. During the Bucks game, it takes a little bit longer. Oh than that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just I pick them up like on the side of uh, Dale Mabry and then go up to Hillsboro, right? Take that across, yeah. like get out of there completely. Yeah. But it was. I mean, I ended up making a bunch. I ended up doing a couple rides that were just like that too, which was, you know, was nice. You know, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I will say this about. Cup. Well, I'm I'm glad you could capitalize on the people of Tampa Bay's misery. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. 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 Well, no. Well no, done. No, no. Thank you, Tampa Bay, <laughs> for, for making being, Cowboys for being fans just, chip well. <laughs> for being just good enough to make the playoffs and get a home game. Yeah. Because there wasn't a look, if they won that game, there wasn't going to be another home game. No, there could have been. It depended on how the other games worked out. So but more than if likely. If another wild card team won and, you know. It, it, yeah, it but more than likely it wasn't going to happen. So. No, probably not. Hey, what does it matter if yeah. you guys win or lose any more games, though? You know, so I didn't care. Yeah, of course not. I just didn't care. Yeah. It's 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 you know what? It's actually very liberating to not give a shit. Well, I, yeah, I feel that way about government, but not sports yet. <laughs> Excuse me. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I get that. All right. So hold on. Is there any is there any interesting stories that you have, or are we just none going whatsoever? Right into the news? Are we no, just going? No, right into the none, news? none whatsoever. I have I have no interesting stories. Uh, my life. Well. <laughs> My life has been much more secluded uh, this week than normal because my sister-in-law is in town. So I got my wife, uh, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law, you know, my youngest kids, you know, living in the house for a while now, too. So it's just I just got a house full of people, man. Yeah. Is there any escape for you? Uh, yeah, my 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 office, basically, which is now like the- which I spend about 19 hours a day in. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like that you're in some kind of house arrest, solitary confinement kind, kind of, of deal right yeah, now? Yeah, and I have to go chase down a bathroom because those people are just, you know, bathrooms are just at a premium. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hold on. Is she is the sister in law staying with you? Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, and the youngest. Hold on. What bedrooms are they in? Uh, well, we got like four bedrooms in the house, and then we got a loft with a you know a bed up in it. So we got we got beds for everybody, but you know. Still, there's just too many fucking people in my house. Yeah, you're not having fun. No, no. And me, you know, I don't know that. Because I'm like a, you know, a fucking big cat in the wilderness, man. I need my territory. <laughs> I'm going around the house pissing on shit. <laughs> you know, trying to trying to mark my my territory. It's not working. Trying to find subtle ways to get them to leave. Yeah, yeah. And they're not leaving. No, it's, no, no, it's... Not good. You know, good. I, it makes a lot more sense now as to why you'd agree to go to some breweries today. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking for an excuse. Right, right. Well, there you go. Yeah. I like to hear it. 
Well, I mean, I'm glad that you weren't in Davos for the weekend. Oh, so wait, are you going to pitch for the, the brewery thing? Is this uh, is this just a uh, are, are, are show attendees? Uh, you know, listeners. Nobody's got, hold on, hold on. By the invited? time this, well, I guess when this airs, right? Oh, and if anybody shows up, nobody's going to show up. Let me okay. just say that right now. But if anybody does show up, it would be probably three thirty at Woodwright. Okay, in so, Dunedin. In Dunedin. Yeah. So today. if you're if you're a local listener in the Tampa Bay area, uh, you know, uh, come on out. Yeah. Yeah. Do so, it. Yeah. I dare you. I fucking dog, double dog dare you. Buy me a beer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. So let's get into this though. So. Uh, Davos, the World Economic Forum. Have you? Did you pay attention to any of this? No. Why the fuck would I care about that? I mean, a bunch of billionaires uh, deciding how and what they're going to pay off their puppet politicians to do. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, it's not just them. I actually put a list of attendees in here. So there's actually a document that has the list of attendees. Wow. Really? Well, and it was. Let me guess. Bunch of billionaires and bunch of politicians. Um, okay, so let me, let me, no, 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 let me down, lay down. So the prime minister of Albania, politician, minister of Europe and foreign affairs of Albania, politician, minister of Wait, finance you, from on. Angola. You're, you, hang on a second. This is a really long list. So if you're going to start with Albania and go through every single one, we are going to be here a while. No, I wasn't going to lay it all out like that. But okay, it, basically, good. if you look at like, it's some presidents, some prime ministers, some um a lot of the finance people like this is their fucking big deal or whatever right and then the usa actually it started off with like um uh like john Kerry was like the first name it, the u.s is all the way at the bottom which you know he, you know what i don't understand by the way about this like we're funding all this shit like for the most part like we're we're putting all this money in this game and we can't get but the bottom of the fucking list right now like we can't it's be better alphabetical than that. by country dude no you know what man america America with an A. <laughs> they didn't have to put USA. They could have put just put America. Uh, then it would have been in the M's. If they would have put America, then it would have yeah, been in the M's. But it would have been in the middle. Oh, that would have been nice, though. I wish they would have put America. That would have been fucking cool. All right. So so what's your point about Davos? Um. Well, I will say this, though. I just think that, like, like all the evil people in the world, like, I don't know if you saw this. There's a the Klaus Schmidt fucking guy that's, like, the head of the fucking World Economic Forum mm-hmm. was wearing this black... At one point, I had a picture of him like in this black leather, like looks like a straight up fucking evil, like a like an evil like bad guy from a bond, from a Bond movie. Was it or like some a shit. leather black long trench coat? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that does just scream bad guy. Yeah, it does, right? Like you just like you look at him and you're like, oh my god, what right. the fuck? Yeah, but if you listen, to, if you, you walk l- into a school wearing that, you're gonna get you know tackled. <laughs> <sighs> So look, and they, and they talked about a whole bunch of stuff. Look, they are really big on this whole fucking. They don't want anybody to eat meat, so they right. want everybody to go meatless. Right, of course. So you know, because God forbid we'd have some sustenance. Um, and they they want everybody to stop using everything or everything uh, gas powered. You know what I mean? Because you know fossil right. fuels evil or whatever. Even though we literally burn the fossil fuels to create the electricity to power these things. They don't, don't try to talk common sense about right. this. So. You know, and everybody's patting themselves on the back, and they hate they hate you know any speech that they can't control and all that other kind of stuff. So that's yeah. basically what the yeah it's it's uh, it, <laughs> yeah. folks listen any basically all these world governments, all these uh, national, state, city, provisional, uh, you know, whatever governments, they're basically completely staffed by ignorant, arrogant people. 
That's, Self-important, ignorant, arrogant people. Well, that yeah, it goes under the, the arrogance part. Um, I think you needed to add that, though. I, I don't think so. Um, uh, now, that's speaking from someone who is actually arrogant, however, is actually competent as well. So it's, it's well-placed arrogance, uh, which I don't actually have a pl- problem with. You know? But when you combine arrogance and ignorance... That's where you have a problem. And all these people think that they know better than you on how to live your life. And they want to use the force of government in order to make that a possibility. Absolutely. And, you yep. should, and, and expect you to thank them. Yes. Yes. But we're, we're, saving, we're saving, doing it for you. We're saving you from yourself. They're saving the planet, oh, in case you didn't know. I know. You know what? No, something, that's the height of fucking arrogance right there. You don't, it doesn't get any more arrogant than that. Like that you, you can know? save the planet. Yeah. Unless they were actually saying they were saving the galaxy. Maybe then. Yeah. But saving the planet. You that's... give that a couple more years, and that's <laughs> right. probably going to be a thing. Yeah. That's going to be a thing. They're saving yeah. the universe. Right, right. Oh, God. Yeah. Now, one of the biggest uh, grifters in the mix was uh, Man Bear Pig. He was there. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And uh, in the, this, uh, this article. For, for those of you who don't watch South Park, uh, that is uh, Al Gore we're talking about. Hey, you know what? Don't even explain the fuck reference. No, we if have you don't to. watch fucking South Park, then fuck you. No, we have to. Yeah. So. So now, um, th- th- this is an article from the Daily Mail. It was like how how Al Gore made three hundred thirty million with climate alarmism. Um, former VP made a fortune after losing to George W. Bush when he set up green investment firm now worth three hundred or thirty six billion that pays him two billion a month as he warns about rain bombs and boiling oceans. Because if you listen to some of the Al Gore stuff here, like this motherfucker is just so collectively fucking outraged about you know you know that we're not fucking listening to him. It, well, that's because he's been literally wrong about absolutely everything he said. Yes. I mean, the whole planet has a fever, the hockey stick. The ice caps. Yeah. By 2020, literally by 2020, sea level was supposed to have risen uh, eight feet. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And if that's the case, I should have waterfront property right now. And it, I've said it many times on this show. I should sue Al Gore. Because of, you know, fraud and, and uh, malfeasance, because I bought my property expecting it to be waterfront by now. Yeah. You know, and it's not. And I, I blame him. You know, sea level has ridden, risen in that time about one and a half centimeters. <laughs> and even that is up for interpretation. <laughs> so I'm going to have to wait, like, I don't know, another 400 years uh, before it actually uh, gets to the point where uh, I'm going to have water from property. Well, I think the one thing that irks me the most about these guys is, is if they like, especially like Al Gore and this article kind of points it out. Like if he really believed the shit he was shoveling, then you wouldn't own a home that uses 20 times the national average of energy of everybody else, like a big fucking mansion. Oh, yeah. Any like, like you drove over, you flew over there in a private jet, which definitely caught, you know, wastes more energy. Right. You know what I'm saying? You live in a home that's worth like seven point five million dollars and you own like three or four of them. Like the thing about it is like, how do you get to Davos? A private jet. Right. You know, like because God forbid you flew with the plebes, you know, God forbid you flew commercial. You right. know, because that would that would take up less of your, you know, so-called uh, whatever uh, CO2 or whatever the fuck you got. Right. And that, I think that's the thing that irks me most about these Davos people is when you listen to what they're saying, they're like talking down to the rest of the population. Right. And in order to put this event on one, they could have done it over Zoom. 
Right. Like exactly. saved everybody yeah. a whole bunch of carbon emissions and right. could have could have touted that. But Actually, I would have had more respect. But for that. everyone would have missed the Sting concert sponsored by Mark Microsoft. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As they who's had, laying off 12,000 people tomorrow. <laughs> like all, every time you see it, like you just see hypocrisy after hypocrisy. And they're not only are they unaware of it, they oh, are they are totally aware of it. Well, no, 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 no. They I just mean, think that the righteous indignation of it. Yeah. yeah, they just think that we're too stupid to catch on to. Any yeah, of it. the righteous indignation of it, especially of people like Al Gore. Like I, I've never wi- like when I have weeks like this, I so wish for a French style revolution. Yeah, like I want to see Klaus Schmidt's fucking head on a fucking pike in like a town square somewhere no, in like Romania. Happen. No, no, nobody cares enough yet. No, no. nobody gives a fuck enough. No, yeah. I look by the time they do, they'll be dead anyway. So, yeah. And here's the thing about the whole climate change environmentalism. I'm going to say like 80 percent of the people in power who are pitching all this stuff don't believe it for a second. You know, they, they're just using it as a tool to get rich. And Al Gore is the perfect example of it. He makes $2 million a month, a month from the green investments that he set up. Yeah. You know, uh, he, he makes he's made a total of $300 million selling you on the concept that the planet is going to burn up. And he's making money off of, you know, carbon credit transfers and, you know, all kinds of just total absolute bullshit. And that's really what it's all about. This is, you know, I really think that if if humans are smart, we're going to look back in about 30 or 40 years and see that this was like one of the biggest hustles, scams, you know, uh, money grabs of all time. If, if we're smart. No, because what <laughs> but chances are what's going to happen is, you know, in 30 years or 40 years, we're going to see that, you know, nothing significant has changed and that, uh, you know, they're going to say, see, we prevented it. You know, oh, yeah. That's going to be the move. That's the move. It's kind of like the, the giant scam that we IT people did in Y2K. <laughs> you know, we tell we told you that planes were going to f- fall out of the sky. Oh, I remember that. And that the nuclear missile silos were all going to launch. And in the meantime, we said, we're so busy that we all doubled our billing, you know, yeah. to fix the Y2K problem, which was basically, you know, turn one field into a four-digit field instead of a two-digit field, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we added, uh, you know, two bytes. <laughs> and problem solved. But yet... Everybody made a shit ton of money in the IT community fixing the problem. Yeah. And we saved the world. We saved the world. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that, yeah. buddy. You did, you did a great job. <laughs> Unfortunately, we're not as smart, uh, apparently, as uh, Al Gore, because uh, I did not personally make $300 million off well, of Well, you couldn't. You know what you know, the problem was? Huh. It was the time-sensitive nature of your scam. That's true. That's true. We should have said it was going to happen in 50 years. Well, what you should have done was, <laughs> like, know. every year you should have been like, well, we need to put a booster shot in there. <laughs> right. That's right. Oh, my God. Brilliant. You needed, you needed the booster. You know. It's the booster shot that that's where the real money's at. That's the thing. That's the thing. If if, if we only had some, you know, environmentalists, uh, some climatologists, and some, uh, you know, uh, vaccinologists or whatever the hell they're called, immunologists, you know, helping us out there. Yeah. We could have made a shit ton more money. Yeah. It's, it's the booster. <sighs> God damn it. You know what? Here's the thing. I got one word for you. Huh. No, no, no. Two words for you. Hmm. 
system update. Right. <laughs> right. That's what you need. There time. it is. That's you the secret. See, here's the thing. You can still do this, man. Yeah. Start talking to 23 people. years later. We're still patching yeah. Y2K. Yeah. You can tell them that. <laughs> tell them we got, we got a new right. patch for you. It's going to cost you five ninety nine a month. <laughs> oh, you know, per each customer you have been, you might make it, you know, you make a thousand dollars. So uh, what was uh, the guy you hate Zelensky uh, pitching at Davos? I, he wanted, uh, he's begging for more tanks and. He's getting yeah. a lot of them. Oh, he's oh no no yeah. he's getting a lot. Germany's of them. kind of back out, but yeah, it's uh, Russia's fucked, man. <laughs> well, especially if they're going to give them the tanks, yeah, because that's yeah. A, that's a game changer. Their prisons are empty, though. They managed to kill off a lot of their prisoners, so you know. Well, I mean, there's always possible. Yeah, you know, they're literally <laughs> they're literally taking the uh, prisoner conscripts, and they're just like telling them to rush the Ukrainian positions. So just so they can get the Ukrainian positions to reveal themselves, all the 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 prison they're dying, you know they're just getting slaughtered absolutely. But the concept is is oh okay now we know where they're shooting from we can shell them. <laughs> you know? But it, the literal definition of cannon fodder, you know they're using these uh, uh, you know uh, conscripts to actually charge and just die so they can you know pinpoint the Ukrainian positions. Dude, Russia is like this is the way that they have done war like forever. Oh yeah. Like at what yeah. point do you run out of people? Apparently uh apparently not. I mean the, the Russian people, man, they're fucking idiots. They are just <laughs> I can't believe what they tolerate. It's astounding to me. Yes, you know? it is actually. It really is, yeah. So, we would at, at least I know that the American people, you know, I look at the Russians and the Chinese and I think that at least the American people do have a limit. You well, know? they have a high enough. Uh, hold on, let's see this. They have a high enough opinion of themselves, right. to not be cannon fodder, right? Yeah. Where well, I, I'm just it, saying, I feel it, like the Russians and the Chinese kind of don't give a fuck about that. They're like, yeah, I'm I, just, I'm just cannon the, fodder. Yeah, I think they do. I, I honestly think that's part of their mindset is that they are just a cog in the machine. You know, they are just a a token a, a pawn of the state you know don't get where me wrong, americans many don't way, have that yeah but even though we probably are though but <laughs> well we definitely are but uh you can only push us so far whereas it seems like there's there's not nearly the same kind of limits with the chinese and russians yeah part of know? that probably has to do with america being a bunch of pussies too though <laughs> no i don't think it's that i i think it's that we still have that you know a, a, a greater degree of rugged individualism i got you it's <laughs> it's definitely waning uh but it's it's still there enough to prevent us from you know uh, being sending, yeah, I mean, think of it in America. If there was a a, a America, America. If there was a, a a draft where they're just grabbing people out of their jobs with no training, sending them to the front lines, and then just sending them out to like, okay, yeah, just go charge in that direction and see where the fire comes from. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's not really going to happen. Yeah, no, yeah. it just ne- never. In a There's so many years. places yeah. before that it gets to the running there. That right, would get it. That would and and think about if American in America, you know, the the government came out and locked down entire apartment buildings and like welded the doors shut. Yeah, you know, no. If, if that you, look, if you have happen. a if you have a large police presence in a neighborhood, people get mad. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, thank God we still have those. You know, I, and to me, those are boundaries are way way too you know limited they should be much greater than they are yeah but at least we do still have some boundaries yeah you know? that's true yeah you know? that's true 
It's too bad Blake didn't have any boundaries because now he's going to the hole. And you do not get this reference. I do not I get this reference. It. Yeah. I love it. What does Blake going to the hole mean? Okay, so Blake was Alec Baldwin's name in Glenglary Glen Ross. Oh God, that was That's fucking that's a deep, reach, right? dude. That was yeah. deep, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I didn't think you were going to get it. I thought I was going to be able to stump you, and I did. Yeah, so. you did. I did not know that his name is is uh, Blake. So yeah, that's a great character, though. Yes, great he, character. Look, here's the thing about Alec Baldwin: when he was an actual like a movie guy that I want to say didn't take himself too seriously, but 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 focused on the role. Right. I thought he actually was a really good actor. Yeah, yeah. He is a good actor. I think that later on in life when he became so, you know, fucking a caricature of himself, yeah, yeah. is when he kind of lost the ability to be a good actor. Right. Because he was a really, like, and he was a good comedian, a, a comedy actor. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He was, pretty, he was okay there. He was okay. okay but, he yeah. was, but it wasn't bad, He though. could pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. So, but but I wanted to talk about this one. So, yeah. So if you haven't heard, uh, he, Alec Baldwin has been charged in ma- uh, with manslaughter. Uh, in the incident where he uh, shot um, a cinematographer on the set of the movie Rust in New Mexico. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. And I, th- I look, in my opinion, I don't think he should be charged. Uh, well, unless there's something more to the story than we've been told, you know, he's on a movie set surrounded by movie people he's handed up what he believes is a prop gun by the safety person by the safety person told that it's a a cold gun uh-huh you know i would honestly i would think any rational person in that situation would think that they were that they had a cold gun now me somebody hands me an actual real firearm the first thing i'm going to do is check it you know because I would never point a firearm at anyone. Well, period. Honestly, you know, I would. I would never f- point a, a functioning firearm at someone that I didn't intend to shoot. Yeah, yeah. But having said that, even if I know that this is a firearm that is capable of firing, I'm going to check it myself before I point it at another human being and make sure that there is no live rounds in that weapon. Okay. So, but based off of what you're saying, based off of that. What you just said, right? That he should actually be held accountable. There. No, and again, I'm going to couch that because I'm saying that's me, and I think that's most people with firearms training. And I think that's what the court's saying. That's about the only thing that they could say that he was negligent in that. Having said that, though, under the circumstances, it's completely reasonable that an actor in his position, under those circumstances would believe absolutely that that weapon was safe. And he also maintains that he he didn't pull the trigger. Well, that was a lie, though. I, I don't even think that's relevant. Though. Well, no, it's not. He said he did pull the hammer back. Okay. It, the, his fingerprints are on the trigger. Well, it, that's plausible, too, if he's handling the firearm. But it, I don't think that part matters. That's not the part that actually matters. And there is a possibility that even if he pulled the hammer back and, like, released it before it locked inadvertently, yeah. it's going to fire. You know? um, so, well, most, you know, a, a period revolver like that would. Um, but, you know, the, the, the interesting thing is, is the fact that they charged him with manslaughter 
And I don't know, man. Unless there's more to the story, I don't. I don't think that is appropriate. Yeah, I, I think he's getting this, off. Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, I, I, yeah, I, think I think he's it, getting off, and I think he should. I don't. I don't think a jury's going to convict him. Yeah, you know? I don't, so I don't think there's any chance of that. But having said that, it makes me wonder. Yeah, you know, I just. I don't know, man. It's weird. I don't think that there's any reason that Alec Baldwin would want to shoot the cinematographer on the set of this thing, but it's just so many things had to go wrong. I mean, so many things did go wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, just, he, look, and she's not the first person to die on a set. You remember Brandon Lee died. Well, yeah, but that was actually not a live round. That was just, uh, you know, some actual debris in the barrel. You know, so it was not a bullet that struck him, but it was high velocity. You know, a debris. Yeah. that that did it. So that was kind of a you know a different situation, but still, it's uh, you know just unimaginable that on the the set of a movie that you would have a a prop gun with a live round i just yeah it's I didn't insane under, that was the other thing i was i was talking to john last night about this and i was like why is there any need to have live rounds at on a movie set to begin with well apparently they were using the firearms just for fun shooting out you know at bottles and shit the day before is there a movie reason for that yeah well i don't even understand why you would have actually functional firearms on a movie set. I always just assumed that they were non, you know, functional firearms. But I guess if you're if you're shooting blanks, you've got to, you know, I mean have if you wanted to pin. look real, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I think the realism of a movie would dictate that you would use a real gun. Yeah, I, you know. You probably can tell the you probably tell the difference. I mean I guess you you didn't You know what? I'll bet you that's more for the actor kind of thing of like, you know, having a real gun. Right. Maybe. Right. I don't know. Well that's what I'm saying. You could still take a real gun and modify it so it only could fire squibs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it couldn't actually fire a projectile. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's either way, like, I don't think the guy should be in trouble for this one, though. Like, I look, if they wanted to sue him, if the family wanted to sue him civilly uh, and, and I don't think and, you sue him, though. I, I, I well, think he could be part of the lawsuit. Yeah, I, right. But you know, but you could you sue a lot of different people in that aspect of you know, like just a weird situation. Yeah, but at the again, at the end of the day, though, and I now put, we're never going to get to see the movie. Well, that was the bad part. Too. <laughs> Not I, that I was ever going to watch. I'm it. sure it was going to suck anyway. Yeah, I wasn't going to watch it. <laughs> so, and his career's done, though. I don't think so. You don't think his career's done? No, I don't think so. I think it is. Do you really? Yeah, I think his career's done. Hmm. Yeah, it, I think it depends on the outcome of the trial. Maybe you know if it's like the the jury completely acquits him and you know it's it's blatantly obvious that it wasn't his fault, which I still don't know how it could be. But what else we got? All right, so I wanted to get into this one. This was a recent article that was put up this week, and it's like Republicans want more control of America's oil reserve. They should scrap it instead. And so the argument here, well, it talked about how you know how the 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 uh, uh, strategic uh, petroleum reserves was created. So basically, after 1975, after an oil embargo against the United States by Arab nations, Congress established the strategic petroleum reserves with an emergency supply of up to one billion barrels. Uh, to mitigate the effects of future embargoes or foreign wars, the Department of Energy would sell oil to oil companies experiencing shortage, shortages and disruptions. And so at this point, though, there's only um, so the peak volume that it used to have was 727 million bears in December of 2009. Now, right now, it's only at 370 million barrels. And the, what's that, a 10 day supply? Something like that. Yeah. 
And they were saying commercial oil producers actually hold a 448 million supply of crude oil. And the article that this was saying is that we should scrap the strategic petroleum reserves altogether because, you know, the, the, the free market, you know, holds more than enough of the oil that we would need. And this like this article itself kind of made me think and I don't necessarily agree. I don't think I agree with reason on this one. Okay. And that's why I kind of wanted to get your take. My thing was, if you look at national defense, right, I would argue that. Having the ability to run the uh, military equipment that we would need for national defense right. would be somewhat important. Right. So I would think that having a strategic petroleum reserve is a thing that the America should have. Well, is it oil that they hold or is it actual petroleum or, you know, fuel? gasoline i think it's fuel okay it's various i'm sure it's various kinds of fuel but it, because if it's if not it should be i i honestly think that it's just oil unrefined oil and if that's the case they still need to get it refined before it can be used i don't know that doesn't sound like a horrible idea to me uh, well, to the, you know to have a reserve uh, just in case yeah i didn't i didn't really find a problem with it but right. reason seemed don't get me wrong i will say this most of the time when you read a reason article right and you like you get a, a a reason as to why their main thing is is that the commercial oil producers hold 448 million gallons of crude oil in inventory gallons or barrels gallons 448 million gallons okay that's what they said yeah you know what that's right 448 million gallons against 370 million barrels Wow, reason I did not, I didn't realize that they did that. What? Because four hundred forty-eight million gallons is way less than three hundred seventy million barrels. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And in fact, that's what is that uh, twenty million barrels? That's only a day's supply. Yeah. 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 And their reason and rationale for it was actually like kind of light. Yeah. You know, like, and again, normally reason doesn't do this, but like this time, it was kind of a light reason. I, I kind of think we should have this. Well, actually, we run into problems with oil surpluses of crude oil all the time. Remember uh, like a year and a half ago, uh, what happened to the uh, oil futures? Mm-hmm. Like they went negative. You know, so people were actually paying uh, other people to take oil off their hands. Yeah. Because. They ran out of storage for it, essentially. Yeah. Um, so that does happen. And that was, a, man, that was just a, a crazy time, um, you know, when when that happened. So it, it's, a, it's a weird dynamic. Having a reserve, you know, it's not the end of the world. Uh, and we've done it for so long, it, it doesn't really hurt anything. And we can resell it anyway. So it's not like it's a friv- the government spending frivolously, you know, because it's not like they just say, Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, hey, everybody needs oil. We're just going to give it away, and we use tax money to to pay for it. You know, they sell it at the market rate, and and a lot of times that's a profit. Sometimes it's a loss. You know, the and thing- usually under the conditions that they do release oil <clears throat> from the strategic reserve, it is at a profit because it's in periods of high demand or low supply. Yeah, like here's the thing: if the government was going to do this, I would like them to buy low and sell high. Right. Yeah. Because if anything, what happens if you buy low and sell high, then you're adding stability to the market. Right. 
So I, I don't have a problem with this one, and I, it was, it's one of those rare times that I disagree with reason well, on, on something. Again, if, for the record, government should not exist, so the government should not be buying oil. But having said that, under the world that we live in, this is, <laughs> this like, is, like this all is the things not you're something about. This yeah, is like number fifty-five. Th- this is not something I'm going to get upset about. Yeah. Now hold on. Now the Republicans, the the reason this got brought up is the Republicans put a bill up called the Strategic Production Response Act, which basically says they can't give out any more oil until they uh, do more leases on federal lands for uh, for oil exploration. Right. Which the response from like the Biden administration on this one is, well, we're already doing leases and nobody's buying them. I think there's some truth to that. Well, yeah, but I think, but the, I think the truth is, is that they're selling crap that nobody wants, and they're not putting out prime stuff that the oil companies would want. I, look, I think that this is nothing but a political football between Republicans and Democrats because I don't hear the oil companies bitching that they don't have enough exploration going on. You know what I'm saying? They seem to be pretty happy with the uh, the wells they've got now. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's again, you have to take all of the posturing between the Republicans and Democrats over oil drilling and drill, baby, drill, and, you know, save the, you know, whatever. Um, you you got to just put all that aside because that is nothing but rhetoric and bullshit. The oil companies, they're pulling enough oil out of the ground to meet their demands. They like to run, you know, a, a kind of a just-in-time uh, situation where they don't want to store excess oil, but they sure as shit don't want to have not enough to supply and keep the refineries flowing and getting it out to the gas stations and getting it out to the industry that needs it. So the oil companies are quite happy with things right now, I'm sure. Yeah. So, again, it's, it's just fucking Republicans being Republicans and Democrats being Democrats. That's all it is, and it's a bunch of bullshit. And reason... Yeah, reason is is falling on a sword that's completely irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Well, yeah, but what they're well, what they're saying though is to scrap it all together, though. Yeah, which I wouldn't say is falling on any sword. That's just that's making a, a right. Yeah, an overall opinion. Like they're not even saying the Republicans are doing it right or yeah, the and, Democrats and are doing not, it wrong. They're not. They're necessarily saying like wrong. you don't need you don't yeah. need to have this thing anyway. Well, there could be situations where it would be very beneficial. You know, yeah, and that's where have. I kind of disagree with them, though. Yeah, like I do think in the national defense aspect. Again, if you're going to have a government, if you're right. going to have a military, yeah, one that's going to defend the country. I think making sure that they have enough gas to run the tanks, kind of part of it. And if, if uh, for example, Saudi Arabia did uh, cut off the supply of oil to us, uh, you know, this would give us a buffer for the oil companies to, you know, redirect. Well, we have a lot of domestic production anyway. Oh yeah, we got a ton. We we can definitely supply all our own needs. Um, but having said that, if there was a disruption, this would get us through that tumult until it, yeah. it settled out and you know everything worked out right. So it, it's not a horrible thing to have. Yeah. Again, of all the evils that government does, this is not one you should be bitching about because more often than not, it's like a net even it, it, in the grand scheme of things because they're always eventually selling it back. It's it doesn't even cost us anything and you know as as taxpayers anything extra because it's a net neutral you know yeah and sometimes they even profit on it yeah you know? which so, again i'm i'm no, right. no, i'm kind of with you on this one where yeah. i didn't understand reasons rationale again government is wrong but this ain't a bad one yeah now this is another reason article by the way is that they did the um facebook files and so it was inside the facebook files emails revealed the cdc's role in silencing covid19 dissent 
It's the second article of the two. Okay. So um, uh, reading from the article, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention played a direct role in policing permissible speech on social media. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, confidential emails obtained by Reason show that Facebook moderators were in constant contact with the CDC and routinely asked government health officials to vet claims relating to the virus, mitigation efforts such as masks and vaccines. Uh, for a broader analysis of the federal government's pandemic area efforts, suppress free speech, whether they violated the First Amendment, you can see the reasons uh, cover story. Right. With on the ramifications of these emails, the article provides screenshots of the emails themselves. So basically, th- this is separate than the Twitter stuff. This is the Facebook stuff, but it shows basically the same thing that the CDC and Facebook were basically working hand in hand to suppress the speech of other people on their platforms. And this, again, this is runs into one of these things of like, okay, they're private organizations. That's true. However, is that if the government is pressuring them to make changes, then at what point are you saying that it's a violation of free speech? Right. I mean, where, where, where is that? Do you feel like if the government is, is using even a perceived power that they have over those companies to tell them to do something that they want them to do is that a violation of freedom of speech? Oh yeah, without question. Without question. Having right? said that, um, it, it really boils down to if the company said "screw you," we're going to let people say what they want on our platform. Um, would there be any repercussions? And the answer is probably yes. Oh, absolutely, there would have yeah. been. Well, like there was kind of repercussions anyway. Look, how many times did the social media companies get brought up for? You right. Know, oh yeah, yeah. It, the thing you have to understand is that the the there is no more free speech on social media. Period. End of story. Speech is controlled on social media. As someone who's been kicked off platforms um, for, for no fucking reason. Apparently, there's reasons, but I don't know what they they are. <laughs> you know, but still, there is no more free speech on the internet. That everything on the internet has to fall within an Overton window of acceptable speech and if you're outside that even if it's true i mean i'm not talking about the people who are you know crazy conspiracy out there yeah but flat earthers are allowed on fucking to talk about their shit exactly that's the thing you have to keep in mind is that you know nobody's out there censoring flat earthers you know nobody's out there censoring alien abductees they're only censoring things that are critical of government. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point, by right. the way. That's and are critical point. of key things that government is trying to implement. Okay? And if you take it a step further, they're only critical of key things that government is trying to implement, which the people who actually pay for government have a vested financial interest in achieving. That's really the bottom line. So when you when you look at the th- types of things that are being censored, it's usually those type of things. Now, hate speech aside, okay, mm-hmm. the, the hate speech is going to get censored, but that's just you know the will of people. The people don't want that. Um, but it, it, most of the stuff, especially around COVID, is clearly without question, um, you know, a, a government corporate agenda. Yeah. Well, okay, and here's and like, well, hang on a second. One of the things uh, we are seeing content with rumors around, and and this is reading from the article. This is actually reading from the email um, to the CDC from uh, Facebook. uh, Someone you know who regulates this stuff on Facebook. Uh, We are seeing content with rumors around 
uh, mortality survival rates would be good to get CDC WHO input. Um, and there's a direct question here. Is the claim COVID-19 man-made false, unproven, unsupported by evidence, or true? <laughs> That's a really interesting way to put it. You know what I'm saying? We well, yeah, to give you all those options. <laughs> right. And, and they're reaching out to the CDC here. And I find that fascinating because everything else is like, you know, it's not safe for women on their period to take the COVID vaccine. COVID vaccines cause Alzheimer, cause prions disease, cause, you know, magnetism. <laughs> the vaccine makes you magnetic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's You didn't true. hear about that? No, I never heard that one. Was oh. that actually a thing? Oh, yeah. No, you know, some people that would like, like they were, they were, they got the Are, vaccine. I don't like know. Nails would come up on them, like, and just stick to their arms and stuff. You're bullshitting me, right? Of course I am. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that well, was a thing. What part of that sounded fucking true? It's in like, the... Like, what part of that even remotely Wait a sounded... Like, you fell for that shit. No, no, you no, no, no. Totally no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't believe that that was actually true. Yeah, but you believed me for I, a second. No, I believed that people were saying it. I oh, never heard oh, people okay, saying okay. it. Yeah. God, so, I was, because I, I, you want, I wanted to keep going with that. I was going to be I like, actually, it's most magnetic right near the shot point. I, I actually understand uh, metallurgy. <laughs> so I knew for a fact that whatever that's how many like an CCs, X-Men where that one fucking chick fucking put that shit in. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, I hadn't heard people actually saying that it would make you magnetic, which if it actually did, I might take the vaccine <laughs> because that would be Hold like on a second. You would take it now if it did yeah. got like a perceived superpower. Oh yeah, yeah, I like it, like magnets. Yeah, like you would just like, fuck you yeah, man. Just, I'm getting a helmet and I'm Magneto, man. <laughs> Hold on, are you gonna fly around like with? The if fucking... it makes me fly, fuck yeah. Oh, you're definitely doing it then. You know what? If the government really wanted people to take the vaccines, that's what they should have promoted. That should have been the rumors that, out there that the side effects actually gave you superpowers. You get, I heard did you get. Superpowers like Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Like I know of a guy that you like, get super strength and yeah. X ray vision and <laughs> Oh yeah. You remember the movie X Men? It was like that's yeah. this is how they did it, man. You know, hang on a second. If we keep going down the idiocracy path that we're going, that eventually will happen. Yeah. They will, that might be the thing that finally kills everybody. They will use conspiracy theories that they put out saying crazy shit to give you superhuman power so you take the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I, mean, well, I heard it's going to kill you. Yeah, but you could get superpowers. I mean, think so about either it. way. If, uh, you know, <laughs> you're watching TV and the, the drug pharmaceutical ads come on and, you know, they're Ozempic to clear up your skin rashes may cause uh, side effects include the ability to fly. <laughs> you know, how many more people would ask their doctor about Ozempic or whatever the fuck they are, you know? I would ask my doctor. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> now, how many times do I need to get the vaccine in order to get the side effect? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what are the odds? Can you just do me a triple shot <laughs> right. right now so I can yeah. fly home? Wait, so you're telling me the odds are one in a hundred? I walked here can so I, I can get a hundred shots, please? <laughs> so, I would just like an IV drip with it. I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's something thing that happens in the near future but yeah it's it's clear the bottom line is it's 100 percent at this point there is no doubt um that the government not only has infiltrated uh with a whole bunch of former employees from all these alphabet agencies into all the social media companies and all the big tech companies but they are actively colluding uh with government to restrict 
speech on their platforms. It, it, what, there's This is not even in the realm of conspiracy theory anymore. This is just exactly That's how That's what it they're is. doing. Yeah. It's, like, the emails prove it. The Twitter files prove it. Oh, yeah. Because they, like, they were doing it to Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. The employee roles in, in Google and Microsoft. Oh, my and, God. You know, Remember Facebook when we went and down everybody. That? Oh, yeah. Like, when you went down, it was like everybody was either ex-FBI or CIA. CIA like, in order NSA. to get a job at Facebook, you needed to be in the FBI or the CIA first. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insane. But yeah, it's it's, it's just one of those things. It's uh, we're living in a strange period for the internet right now, and and really, it's it's we're almost at the end of the internet. That you know, kind of the the first stage of the internet. It's never going to be the same because it's about to go all AI, and it's all going to be you know, uh, you're going to have an AI that's in your ear, in your eyes all the time. You know, and and that's what it's going to be. And Google is actually really freaked out about that. Yeah, uh, I well, let's go to that story. I didn't mean to segue to that, but well, um, let's do it, man. Yeah, it's uh, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago how Google is really concerned that AI is going to kill their entire business model. And if you think about how the Internet is today, essentially the existing Internet is Google's business model, right? Yeah. I mean, it, they essentially own the Internet. For all intents and purposes. I mean, you think everybody uses, well, not everybody, but like 90-something percent of the well, and it's, it's not searches ju- are done on Google. It's not just the search. Uh, you know, they have like something like 80% of the advertising market on all websites. So essentially, Google manages the advertising on every website you go to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's essentially how it works. But um Google is so freaked out by this that the current CEO called back Larry Page and Sergey Brin to actually address this issue because they really believe uh, that ChatGPT is going to put them out of business. <laughs> uh, and I'll read from the article. Last month, uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, uh, Google's founders, held several meet- meetings with company executives. The topic, a rival's new chat box, bot, a clever AI product that looked as if it could be the first notable threat in decades to Google's $149 billion search business. Uh, $149 billion search business. Um, Page and Brin, who had not spent much time at Google since they left their daily roles with the company in 2019, reviewed Google's uh, artificial intelligence project product strategy, according to two people with knowledge of the meetings who were not allowed to discuss them. Uh, they approved plans and pitched ideas to put more chatbot features into Google's search engine, and they offered advice to company leaders who have put AI front and center in their plans. So, <laughs> this is just going to accelerate the AI takeover. Um, it's, it's firing up folks. When we look back in history and I don't know how exactly history is going to play out. I hope it plays out with us, you know, eliminating all AI. Uh, but if it doesn't, uh, you know, the few of us that survive, uh, the AI wars will look at this moment in history as about the last point we really could have done something about it. Because once this happens, once everyone is so integrated with an AI in their life and dependent on them, um, it, it's it really there's there's not much more we can do, and we're finding out more and more that the more that we become dependent on these technologies, the less functional we become ourselves. So the more that we rely on technology, the less ability we have to combat it if it goes bad. You know. Well, that sounds bad. I, well, it's true. I, I and I'll give you another example. Um, and this is a study finds who uh, who you like is that using 
uh, location, uh, tracking, turn-by-turn directions actually makes you uh, dumber. And we've talked about that before. The best thing to do is actually read a map. And I'll read this uh, uh, from the article. Turning off Waze, W-A-Z-E, um, you know, one of the, the turn-by-turn apps, or your favorite GPS app and using an old-fashioned map may be the best way to fight Alzheimer's disease, a new study reveals. Researchers at McMaster University say that orienteering, an outdoor sport that exercises the mind and body through navigation puzzles, can train the brain to stave off cognitive decline. Um, so what is essentially happening is when you start using those tools, your brain um, essentially loses that skill over time. And the more that you actually you know, read maps and do spatial orienteering, the better your brain uh, resists that loss of functionality. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it's just another piece of information that the more and more you rely on this technology, the more... you're dependent on it. And I say dependent in the actual raw, most raw definition of the word where your life will soon be dependent upon AI. And uh, it's a dangerous thing, folks. And we should, we should be doing everything we can to stop it. And, and we're right on the, we're doing the exact opposite though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it just, the, uh, I think uh, I forget who it was, but someone, a high official in government just came out and said that we're actually terrified right now of what China is doing with AI uh, because they're ahead of us on it and they're using it for some pretty nefarious shit. Well, you know? it's China. Yeah. So um, they're using it for weapon systems and, you know, it, using it to intentionally control their population and to subjugate their population. So. Yeah, it's just uh, one of those things. And I know I go into it a lot, but I don't think I could overstate what an existential threat Well, how this much is it personally us. scares you? Because you're scared. Uh, like, you're scared. You're a scared I, person. I wouldn't really say I'm scared because there's always that. You're definitely scared. A little. But there's always that part of me that is looking forward to the, the Terminator DFC. Yeah. Because... <laughs> If you o- want to be John Connor. I'm okay living in a cave and, you know, going out and <laughs> into the wastelands and fighting the machines, you know. Actually, that part of that sounds like a lot of fun. That does sound fun. <laughs> you know, so... I'm kind of cool with however it goes down. Adrian Wiley. You are the resistance. Remember when that was the beginning of the show? That was our intro to the old show. Oh, man, I missed that one. I missed that one. I know. That was good. That was with Jordan Page. Yeah. Yeah. He did our old intro. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. And then Alex Jones stole that from us. I know. We had that before Alex you're Jones. You're damn right we fucking yeah. did. Yeah. And I, I think he actually stole it from us. I do think so. Yeah. I think he did. Fucking so. asshole. All right. Where are we going? We got uh, we got about five minutes left. All right. So we can do Greta real quick. So oh, Greta, yeah. Greta Thunberg was uh, at a protest in Germany. And, you know, it was like the photo op of getting arrested was uh, the thing I put in here was her photo op. But she's seen, like, laughing with the German cops, and, you know, the German cops are all happy with her. And I will say this, though. The one thing that I was hoping for was that when she got older that she would actually kind of, like, start blooming and start looking, like, better. And she doesn't. I got to tell you, I'm not happy with this at all. Like, maybe you should work on, like, you know, something. Yeah, but she's not. And it, but it's it was all a photo op, though. Like, if you look at the like, you know, they're they're carrying her out, but they're they weren't really like like 
you know, they're taking pictures with her before that, and then they finally take pictures of her, you know, carrying her out of there. Oh, yeah. And the other yeah. thing I will say is, like, bitch, I mean, wait, you hang need on to get a job. Yeah. The cops, as they're, like, arresting her, they paused a couple of times for photographers to take pictures. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, of course it's a, yeah, of course it's a photo op, but you know, who cares about all this? Well. I don't know. I don't know why she pisses you off so bad. I'm just annoyed. She's I'm just, annoyed she's with her. She's just some environmentalist kid. Who cares what she has to say? Yeah, just irritating. Yeah. And then she also hates the Davos elite for completely different reasons. The, the funny thing is, is, if you look at it, she hates them because they're not doing enough to it. Right. To, yeah. to uh, you know, they're they're not totally banning meat and gasoline. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Like we're mad at them because we think they're trying to do that. <laughs> exactly. She's mad at them because they're not doing it quick enough. Right. Yeah. Like, oh my God! Like, what are we doing here? It's weird to be like hating the the Davos people and the World Economic Forum people for completely different fucking this reasons. This is this is why you everyone has to remember that the enemy of your enemy is not necessarily your friend. <laughs> yes, I think we learned that after our campaign. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. Well, we have learned it because we've decided to just not be involved with any I, of it. I think we probably should have learned it through, uh, you know, 100 years of foreign policy, too. <laughs> well, I, here's the thing, though. I've also learned it now where I don't even want to be involved with it. Like, like I don't even want to be involved with, like, any political party, including no. the Libertarian Party. No, nothing. Like, no. I don't want to be involved with any of them. Like, they all suck for all different reasons. Yeah. yeah. And there's no sense in fixing it. You gotta let it burn. You gotta let it burn at the end of the day. Only the so, anarchist party for me. Yes, the, or the pirate party. <laughs> no. If the pirate party was still in Florida, I'd switch my voter registration. But no, it's not. not enough, it's not in Florida. Not anymore. nearly enough looting and plundering. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was more for uh, intellectual property more than anything else, right? Um, how much time we got left? We got enough time for. Uh, you got about two and a half minutes. All right. So Trump had a critique here. So. Uh, Trump criticized evangelical leaders for not backing his 2024 presidential bid. And when I first saw this, I was like, well, what a jerk. You know, like, why, why are you saying what you're saying? However, Trump's comments on conservative journalist David Brody in a podcast interview Monday, which he decried the disloyalty of evangelical leaders who have withheld public support for his campaign, were the latest in a series of bewildering remarks that he's made about one of the most critical voting blocks in the Republican primary. Now, read the, I'm going to read this next, though. Nobody has ever done more for the right to life than Donald Trump. I put three Supreme Court justices who all voted, and they got something that they've been fighting for for 64, 64 for many, many years. Trump told Brody, referring to the Supreme Court's overturning of federal abortion rights in Dobbs versus Jackson. He's got a point. He does have a point. There. Yeah, he does have a he point. He does have, like, he was, he did get that done for yeah, you. Yeah. And you've now. Rightly so, you've decided to back yourself away and from the fool. Some of those people, but he's were, not wrong. Some of those people were one hundred percent single issue voters. Yes. So if that's the case, Trump should be your golden child. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he did something for I you. Mean, nobody else did. Yeah, I think all of that was wrong. But if that's your angle, if that's your take, if that's what you were trying to do. Yeah, he got it done. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll bet you. Look, I bet you the leaders are one thing, but I bet you the people are another one, though. Oh, yeah. Like the people where that's their single issue, I'll bet you there's a lot of people that are going to vote for that man just because of that uh, reason. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of MAGA hats out there and the people are holding the baby killer signs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they got both of them at the same time. Yep. You know, Merck, Merck, <laughs> Without question. Well, folks, that is it for our first hour. That's it? Hour number one's over? Yes, you knew that. I've literally gave you the five minute, the three minute, the two minute. Um, so, uh, <laughs> threw me off, bitch. Hey, Join us on the other slash side. Unattended baggage. Yeah, that. See you there.